And then he said, the aristocrats. Boo. <laughs> I cannot believe that's what you decided to start with. So let's start off with you, lose. All right, so let's start from the beginning, all right? So there were these two dudes. And they cue the music. <laughs> Too bad you got cut off again. Hello and welcome to Pop Culture with Essentials with Cubed. I am Ruben Kiros. I am one third of Cubed, and I am being joined by oh, Jacob Kiros, another third of Cubed, and JQ, the last third of Cubed. So, you guys, how's life? How's oh, I mean, if you, if you can't tell by the the fact that my voice sounds like it's pouring out of a Fiji water bottle, uh, I've finally bought, I've invested in a uh, microphone, which is why I sound so much better than Ruben and Jacob right now. All right, and it's also why I will hopefully clip less um, from now on. Uh, I'll also probably just step back from the mic whenever I have to, whenever I get heated. Uh, probably have because to yell. Be- you were gonna say have to yell. Like you have, <laughs> it's a requirement. It's a requirement. <laughs> Damn it! It's requirement. Who am I? Who am I if I can't yell? All right. Who am I without my vo- my vocal modulation problems? All right. That's my whole character. Yeah, I also anyway. have I also have a new mic that uh, I have to try out. We're not uh, debuting it today, but we will. We're not debuting it because Ruben is a broke ass and he ended up buying the cheapest USB mic on the market. Very funny. <laughs> I probably, I think I bought the same exact mic you have. Did you buy Blue uh, Blue it Yeti? Was a Blue Yeti. Yeti, yeah. Shout out to Blue Yeti uh, for my amazing sound quality and for the fact that I can now actually Don't uh, shout do... them out. They're not sponsoring us. I know they're not sponsoring <laughs> us, but I mean they could sponsor us in the future. Hey, shout out to my. You could, can, 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 can I do a self plug? Can I do a self plug? What's yeah, let me do a self plug. Go for it. I'm just gonna say, yeah, thanks to the blue Met- yeti. Thanks to the blue yeti mic, I you know I can start started doing some covers and and the such, starting to uh, travel into the realm of songwriting. So thank you to Blue Yeti. Uh, I quietly await the money that you promised me uh, when I said that I would do this. Um, I don't know. I, I met the guy in the back alley. He had his dick out to start with, so maybe oh, okay. I, I don't think oh, he was okay. very. I don't think he was a very valid sponsorship. He also. <laughs> he I think. On a, I, I, I he think. On, he tripped. He tripped and fell into a manhole as he was leaving. So I might. Did not he scream like, like the gopher from Winnie the Pooh when he fell in? He uh, said. He said. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> like was it like the gopher from Winnie the Pooh? He just walks off and accidentally falls into the yeah, hole. Yeah, there was a there, there was an echo of it, and then he went silent. <laughs> oh my god, Jacob, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. You know, it's uh, good to be back in Omaha. Obviously, um, got the Jake, cast off, baby. Got the cast off. Yay. No more super pets cast. No more super pets cast. Yes. J- Jacob, Jacob made it into the cast. And by that, I mean that he stupidly broke his arm. We all remember that story from the last podcast. But yeah, Jacob's back in Omaha. I am not. I am tuning in from uh, good old Nashville, Tennessee still. So, you know, fun times, fun times. Life is going great on when when it is and when it's not, it's not. But, you know, we're doing it. <laughs> we're alive. Great, but it could be better. Life is great. 
but it could be better. Hey, <laughs> you actually nailed the Pedro Pascal. All right, we're gonna get it right into the news. Um, honestly, most of this news is called Warner Brothers does a bunch of shit and we talk about it because most of this is all Warner Brothers shit. I like to call this segment uh, why Warner Brothers is a shit company. Uh. <laughs> The new, oh, yeah, we're going to talk about it, but I am skeptical about the new direction of Warner Brothers. Skeptical. Cat. Is that too light of a word? That is too kind of a word you, to How use. would you describe it? I am pissing myself, all right? I'm quaking in my boots. My my ti- my timbers have oh, been oh, shivered. Oh. My, my timbers have been shivered. That's what I'll say. My timber. Shiver me timbers. So... They, earlier this year in like April, it became official. Uh, Discovery, which is a reality show company, um, to remind everyone, merged with Warner Brothers, and the CEO from that company, uh, David Zasloff, became the CEO of both companies. Although when I looked into it, technically, I don't know how shareholder shit works, but technically, AT and T shareholders own most of this company, but the Discovery guy is the head because that's how the agreement. Uh, mergers are weird, man. I, I don't understand all the intricacies. Anyway, we're not talking about the financial side. This isn't a Wall Street podcast. Um, uh, the first topic we're going to talk about Wait. is... No, yeah. no. Are you serious? What? I did hours of, of business research before this. <laughs> and you're telling me we're not, we're not going to talk about mergers? Yeah, sorry, Jonathan. You might, you might have to throw out those notes. Throw the... <laughs> um, so... Obviously, the first thing we're going to talk about is all the moves uh, Warner Brothers has done on HBO Max. Uh, first thing they did, I think... There's coffee ab- everywhere. <laughs> first thing they did is absolutely disgusting, in my opinion, um, to be serious here for a second. Um, so what they did is they removed, like, 36 titles, including, like, 20 HBO Max originals. Um, and by remove them, I mean, like, they took them off, like, HBO Max completely. Now, some of these you can still buy on, like, Voodoo or Amazon, like, secondary sellers, but they're off the service. Um, and basically, the reasoning, not the official reasoning, but some people think it's so they don't have to pay these artists residuals by having it on their service. Um, and some of the shows include, uh, let's see. Infinity Train. Infinity Train was the biggest one. Yep. Uh, Close Enough, which we watched the first season of, was taken off. Uh, let's see. Little Ellen. Uh, what? Let... Wait, uh, no, 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 no. Uncle Grandpa was taken off as I'm well. I'm sorry. What the... No, 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 no. What the hell is Little Ellen? It's like, a cartoon uh, with Ellen DeGeneres. Like Young Sheldon, but like for... And that's another show. They they had a completed uh, season of that show, and they scrapped it completely. By the way, like a third season, like Good. they fin- they finished it. Uh, <laughs> I know we, I know that I was gonna approach this by talking about how the erasure of an artist's work, especially animated work, is cruel and unusual. Uh, but I'm glad that little Ellen is dead. Let me let me just you can add that Ruben put an asterisk on screen right now. Uh, every time that I complain about uh, the death of Jonathan, art, this is an uh, audio podcast. Add- no one's gonna Ruben, see. Sh- Ruben, add an auditory asterisk. Auditory asterisk added. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> so every time that I complain about art dying, put. But I am glad that little Ellen is dead. All right, so that I don't have to say it repeatedly. Uh, just so the audience knows. Anyway, okay, please. so a total of grandpa. Uncle Grandpa, uh, the not too late show with Elmo was taken off. No, they they also took off two hundred episodes of Sesame Street off of HBO Max. What? Yeah, 
because um, what David Zasloff has basically said is they're getting out of the kid programming like business completely, basically. What? Why the hell did they buy it? They're getting. I don't know, and I think he thinks animation's a inferior medium. Quite honestly, just based yeah, on that's what it movies. seems like. Um, the other moves they made in regards to content on HBO Max is um, some shows and movies animated, all animated that they were producing are not going to be put on HBO Max. They're still going to be making them for now, but they're trying to sell them to other streaming services. And that includes uh, two Looney Tunes movies they were doing, uh, the Amazing World of Gumball movie, um, some, Urkel, some Urkel Christmas movie that I did not even no. know existed. Live and, action or animated? Uh, all animated, like I said. So Jaleel, why would have been playing Urkel again? Did I do that? <laughs> Fun fact, our mom was at Urkel's prom on television. Yeah, our mom was actually in an episode of Family Matters. I don't remember what season, what episode, but it, I mean I mean I know what happened in the episode. You know, it was it was Urkel's prom. All right. Yeah. Our mom was in the background. So if you see someone who looks vaguely Indian, vaguely Hispanic, vaguely indigenous, <laughs> uh in a white dress, uh yeah, that's our mom. And then the big shocker out of all the stuff they're selling, the Batman Cape Crusader show that was being developed with Matt Reeves, J.J. Abrams, and the original creator of Batman the Animated Series. Also animated, I'm assuming. Also animated. This man does not like animated yeah, medium Tim. at all. Bruce Tim. I was going to... Yeah. Oh, my God. Who the, yeah. who the hell is this Discovery bastard? He's been <laughs> in charge of Discovery for, like, a two or three decades at this point um i don't care i don't care if he's successful it sounds like he needs to discover some bitches all right basically obviously <laughs> um, i got jacob laughing that's all that all, matters it's all done this is all being done to save money because discovery warner brothers has like 55 billion dollars in debt and he promised shareholders he cut like three billion dollars of debt oh, f the shareholders <laughs> I'm just telling you, I'm trying to give you all the factors before you give your opinion. So, there you go. That was the last factor. What, what's your okay, opinion? Okay, uh, let me begin. F the shareholders. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, respectfully. 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 respectfully all right? Respectfully. Uh if I was Uncle Grandpa, I wouldn't be accepting this level of disrespect, but that's just me, all right? Personally, me personally, I wouldn't accept that, all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would good morning their asses, all right? <laughs> just, look, I have talked in length about my opinion on the animated medium uh, before when we were talking about the Oscars and that one, like, how they introduced the animated category. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I am... Like, you know, I, I think that it's a medium that isn't respected by um, oh, hell no. the industry as a whole. Um, they, they, they see it as childish, as, 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 as disposable, as, as worthless. Unless, unless it has Ghibli or Pixar in front of it, they usually ignore it, um, which is upsetting because, like I said in the past, to me, the height of the creative medium is probably animation like very closely followed by movies where you have a marriage of like all these different art forms coming together to form one cohesive thing i think animation is 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 that you have the peak you can do literally just about anything 
Um, and like, sure, you get your young Ellens in there, you know, shit that you 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 don't want to see. But even but... those artists deserve their work to be seen. Imagine yeah, working because... on something for years and then yeah. they say, "Oh, we're never going to show this to anyone." Yeah, because just... I might not like Ellen DeGeneres, but Ellen DeGeneres did not make that project on her own. She no. probably didn't make it at all. But yeah, um, it's it's upsetting to 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 see, like. How anim- how mostly animated projects are being treated as the casualties of of war here, um, all for the sake of, of 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 running a business. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't run a business like a business. Like I get that, but when you are in the business of creativity, in the business of of the art medium, you have to be more respectful of the people who are making you. Because really, who would you be without these creators? Like they need you as much as you need them. This is a symbiotic thing. And you're really just nipping all of them in the butt right now. And it's like, who's going to want to work for these people in the future with the, with, the, with the knowledge of knowing that their work can be just cut, like left on the cutting room floor for the simple reason that it's, it's a tax write-off like that 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 is a jelly of the month level bullshit right there all right <laughs> yeah the that macro is so... and scoob tax write-offs now apparently none of these are tax write-offs apparently it's all uh, uh, bullshit but worse, like i said the rumor is it's so they don't have to pay residuals to the people who made the shit. even worse it's even how worse and they it's get so, so... <laughs> okay tell me this information man how the hell did they get $50 million in debt? Mismanagement by AT&T. Apparently, they were worth like $86 billion when they were sold back in, I don't even remember what year it was. Their value went down. Now, I don't know if that's just because of what they did last couple years because of the pandemic. Um, I don't know if they were spending too much on content because that might honestly be it. They were like going hog wild with that shit. Um some people say AT&T shadowed them, like with additional debt from the company and just gave it all through this like this merger to get rid of it. Again, like I said, I gotta do more research. I gotta do more research. I gotta do more research into this. I present to you the family heirloom, my crippling debt. Bye, bye. I'm gone. I'm gone. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. No, no, no. Take backsies. No, take backsies. No, but like, <laughs> there's what a they're doing million now... dollar payment to a whorehouse on here. AT and T, would you like to explain? <laughs> it was it was the company Christmas party. All right, we were all dry. We were all dry. <laughs> uh, no, what I was gonna say, uh, this is just making Warner Brothers Discovery look worse. I mean. Even, like last year, they looked terrible with the past regime. Horrible. The past regime um, with what they did, like with the same day uh, theater HBO Max release thing, Brilliant. without telling, without telling any of the creatives involved, and then having to pay them all off because they like broke contracts and shit. Because a bunch of these creatives have like a percentage of box office gross, so then they have to buy people out. I, I, oh my god! I, I remember <laughs> reading early in January for like the little things we had Denzel Washington and uh, Jared Leto. They each got like ten million dollars of like buyout money just because they didn't like tell them beforehand or make deals beforehand. They just like stealth dropped that, and everyone's like, "Wait, what are they doing?" But then that happened, and then this merger's now happening, and now they're doing all this shit 
with all this creative content. Another thing I didn't mention, uh, TBS, TNT, all original programming dead at this company now. They're just going to show reruns on those two channels and then sports. Oh, TBS and TNT. I thought you were, I thought you were saying like a complex acronym. I was like, no, 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 no. Um, but anyway, sorry, Jacob, you haven't given your opinion yet. Jacob, you've been, you've been uncharacteristically silent this entire time. Because I don't have much to say here. Jacob, Jacob has been, uh, sinisterly, uh, rubbing his hands together, uh, and plotting silently. If you guys have ever seen Evangelion, uh, Genshi, uh, yeah, just, just one of these. Just one of these right here. Um, but yeah, uh, Jacob, what, what opinions on this? I, I guess, Jacob, a more broad question. What do you think about what they're doing to the creatives with these decisions, basically? What I mean, do you I, think I, they're doing I, the cre- to the creatives? And do you think we can establish peace in the Middle East? No no pressure, no pressure. Just, <laughs> just answer all these. Just just go ahead. Just go ahead. Go. I feel like I, I've answered that question in like a past yeah, podcast we've talked about this before. I mean, like, obviously, they're limiting creatives, you know, um, and they're not paying them like enough or like in t- i don't know in time uh they're not I, getting what they deserve exactly they're, 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 they're not getting not recognition getting... or payment they, yeah. they, they're not even given the excuse of like oh well payment by exposure like not even that you guys we're out no it's Continue. gonna ask it seems like it's uh more of a business decision that's not uh meant to benefit like those involved only like the the richest and the most influential of the company, uh, like the shareholders and like the CEOs. Um, and so that's, I mean, obviously, uh, in that case, it's more selfish and uh, it, it, it just shows a lot about their character <laughs> as a company. Um, yeah. They don't really care about the workers. Biting the hand that feeds you. David Zaslav's salary this year, Two hundred forty-six million dollars. The oh the head God, of God. yeah, just to give you guys an idea. Since I'm con- I, I, con- I'm convinced based on the the logic of these uh, uh, of these decisions that this Zavlov guy is just like a hundred gerbils dressed up in a suit. I just think he's <laughs> running this shit like a reality show company is what this is. Like in a reality show company, you can just cut shit all the time and no one gives a crap. We're canceling the Batgirl movie. We're recasting her with Kim Kardashian, and we're. <laughs> God, well, well, no, it'd be like the Trailer Park Boys doing Batgirl. Isn't Trailer Park Boys, or is that Netflix? Is that Discovery? My Six Hundred Pound Life, the movie. Um, Ninety Day Fiance, the movie. That better be if they make a My Six Hundred Pound Life movie. If that shit is it, three D with four D scratch and sniff. <laughs> Look, scratch number fourteen to to get a whiff of the of the poop towel on the on the stick. Stash, <laughs> No, Scratch good. number fifteen to no. smell the lo- to smell the loofah that used to to, to to cleanse their fat folks. Okay, <laughs> on oh, Jesus Christ! Scratch That's number four sign. to smell the rotting Big Mac residue left in the. Oh. <laughs> God. Okay. Now I'm we- not fat phobic. I'm not. <laughs> no one was saying you were. <laughs> I'm responding. I'm responding to the TMZ articles. KQ dropped some some scathing remarks on my six hundred pounds. All right, moving on. Um, next in the WB rundown, I guess that we're doing. Um, Aquaman and Shazam both got delayed by Warner Brothers. 
Um, th- apparently, according to a, I uh, actually twenty twenty two, the year of heroes, baby. <laughs> the year of heroes. Uh, they, yeah, so now all they have this year, uh, Batman and Black Adam, and that's it. Um, <laughs> one of the moves made more sense than the other, in my opinion. Actually, no, they both make sense. Yeah, so mm. Shazam got moved from December this year to March 17th next year, Aquaman's original release date. That one makes complete sense to me, because putting Shazam against Avatar was probably going to kill Shazam. Yeah. And this way, Shazam can actually get like IMAX screens and all those premium formatting format screens at the theater and then aquaman got delayed from march to december of next year uh december 25th 2023 um now it's coming out after the flash so i don't even know what the hell is going on with the timeline there is ben affleck just gonna be batman at the end now is ben affleck just gonna be batman in perpetuity in the future who the hell knows who the hell knows but yeah uh thoughts you two and then I have another point to add after that. 2022 has truly been the year of heroes for DC. I, I do believe they were right to release. I bet you whoever cut that trailer together is probably having breakfast in tub right now. Um, no but, way, uh, man. That's some <laughs> random uh, marketing company that got paid. Like, yeah. they're, probably, they're chilling. Yeah. They're, making it rain. <laughs> they're making it rain. I got that year of hero money, baby. I got that year of money. <laughs> I mean, I mean, WB is clearly broke. I, I, I think they're only releasing two more movies. I think they're only... This was the other point I was going to make. So it was a rumor. Again, I'm going to emphasize rumor, but it comes from a Hollywood reporter. Um, reporter. Jesus, I hate Whose brain that. has only partially been rotted away by syphilitic pus. Continue. Jesus Christ. A Hollywood reporter <laughs> reporter, uh, basically, uh, what they uh, what they said is WB apparently only has enough money to release two, At least two movies. I saw that. I saw that. I've been seeing that daily on my Instagram feed. It's like, WB has enough money to release two movies. Uh, Don't Worry Darling and Black Adam and that's it. They, they don't have money to release anything else. They can't market, else. They can't market what, anything what else. with their money? It, I, like it's I said, it was so mismanaged, apparently. <laughs> like, to the point where, like, everyone's in shock at how mismanaged this company was. Like, I'm like, sh- <laughs> I'm, I'm shook. I'm sh- I'm like, I'm flabbergasted. I am, I'm like... <laughs> Who the freak was in charge? AT&T. That was... That Gumbo. Tele- you had a... Te- you had, no, you had Gumby a tele- was in charge of this. Yeah, Gumby. You had a telecommunication company trying to get into filmmaking and not knowing what the hell they were doing. That's what happened here. <laughs> sir, sir, we've sir, we've expended our marketing money. What about our nationwide coverage? Can't we use that to it's not how the entertainment industry works? But quite honestly, if they keep these release dates, because who the hell knows? Uh, I think the release dates for both of these movies work. Um, They're gonna move Black Adam again. Bro, they don't. No, they're not moving black. Did you see the picture on social media of The Rock and the marketing team sitting around the table and watching the entire movie on like a fifty-inch TV? 
plotting the marketing it's it's hilarious the company's gonna be like listen rock Jacob, listen. while you while you give your perspective on the release date changes i'll look up the picture and send it to i'll you. be like wait wait can i can i say one last thing before yeah. we switch over jacob but jacob what they're gonna do and and jacob you can comment this okay. uh, you can comment yeah. on this for the turn as well here i think i think they might move it again and they'll be like rock look i know you're angry all right i know that you're upset but i'm telling you <laughs> The February release date of Black Adam will be so much better. Black, think about it. Black History Month, Black Adam. Stop, we can we stop. can form the entire. It markets itself. Rock, rock. Put the chair down, please. Put the rock, please. <laughs> rock. Listen, man. Put the chair. Put the chair. Put the chair down. Put the chair. <laughs> Alright, Jacob. Because full WWE. <laughs> Top rope. <laughs> that is that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Even though I don't think he does it. I think it's just like a ready Orton. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Off bottom, Jay. Off oh my bottom. god. Are you serious? He <laughs> looks like the kingpin in this picture. What? You sent the picture? I'll make this a thumbnail of the episode um, <laughs> on, uh, any, on the podcast <laughs> services, but yeah. <laughs> what is that? Oh my god, dude. I love how you can see like the crease in the back of the forehead. Like my favorite comments on the internet are like, why are they watching this on a fifty inch TV and not a theater? Does this speak to the quality of the film? They can't they can't afford a theater view, a private theater viewing, Ruben. <laughs> They're broke. Although they were screening Batgirl on the lot before oh, locking it away, apparently. Look at, oh my god. They got the toys on the table too. <laughs> they wait what? No, <laughs> Like the Back off! Are you the serious? Figures, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I said, this is a marketing meeting for the movie. That's awesome. Yeah. Who's that one guy at the far left who looks like the weekend? If you he... oh, the guy standing up with the phone. There's a guy standing yeah. up with a phone in the corner. I know this is very terrible to do on oh, a the... podcast, dude. There's a <laughs> zoom. There's a zoom going on. Look to the right. Look to the right. Yeah. There's a zoom. Oh my god. No, not just that, but it's just like our classes on Zoom. There's like three people with the cameras on. <laughs> anyway, Jacob, your thoughts on going back Shazam and Aquaman dropping release dates or well, moving release dates. It seems like they were like forced more than anything else. Like this is not like what they oh wanted at all. Um so it's it's hilarious in that sense. Um, that the, the company's just getting effed over by their own, like, mismanagement. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I, I didn't check this week, but last week when a bunch of these moves were announced, the, sh the stocks tanked um, for WB. Um, we shall see what happens in the long term. <laughs> there goes the coveted shareholders. <laughs> but, you know, they have two movies coming out this year, you know? And, Stress. you know, they should feel good about both of them. Wrong. Because the next thing on our <laughs> shit on WB hour, apparently, um, the controversy about one of their two releases this year. Yeah. Don't worry, darling. <laughs> and it's not Black Adam, sadly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Can I just say Black Adam is like a toss-up? I don't know if it's going to be good or bad. I don't think it's going to be good. All really? right? I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. I think, no. I, I think, did we ever talk about that? Well, we mentioned it, but that last trailer, I don't know. Like, they, they look like it's ripping off the Iron Man scene with the fighter jets, too, with the two fighter jets coming up behind Black Adam. Dr. Fate looks dope as shit. Oh, yeah. No, Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate is going to be amazing. I don't know why they put Noah Centennial in a superhero movie, but I hope his character is killed off within the first five minutes that he's on screen. But I Who mean, is that? Yeah. 
Who you guys don't know who Noah Centennial no, is? No. This is y'all. Y'all did not watch uh, to all the boys I loved before any of these shit ass movies. And he's like, he's like, I think he was a minor before. The perfect let me, date. Jonathan, <laughs> we didn't have anyone to watch rom coms with. Okay. What? Okay. Okay. Dickhead. All right. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know. I know. Um. 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 Yeah. To all the boys, the perfect date. Uh, Sierra Burgess is he a playing? Loser. Is he playing Adam Smasher? He's playing uh, Adam Smasher, yeah. Okay. Anyway, Jacob, yeah, but he's what do you like think? A, what do you yeah. think? Black Adam, what, what's your thoughts on Black Adam? you think Black Adam's going to be a hit? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like it's going to be cheesy as hell. I don't know. Like, they're going to make Black Adam seem like this like huge, big bad, but he's not going to do anything to like freaking prove it in the movie. You know what I'm saying? It's just like what are you gonna seen... do? Like shoot some freaking lightning from his fingers, and that's it. You'll like, kill like you'll kill one group of people, but then they'll be revealed they killed children or something. So it's okay. Oh my God. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> they sold children. <laughs> they deserved like, to die. It's gonna be like you know, news reports. You know, if they actually make Black Adam played by The Rock a complex character, I will be on this podcast yeah, and apologize. I swear. Like I yeah. If there is not a scene in this movie where Black Adam like shoots someone with lightning and says, "Do you smell what I'm cooking?" Uh, <laughs> I will, I will, I will, I will apologize to Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I will find him. <laughs> okay, um, but back to the other release I was going to talk about. So don't worry, darling. So basically, Olivia Wilde's on the press circuit for this movie. I was so um, excited for this movie. Let 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 let. I'm still it. interested in it. Um, the trailer looks. I'm good. gonna watch it. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna watch it gonna, still. We are talking about it on oh, this podcast. Oh, we 100% are gonna yeah. talk about it. Um, <laughs> no, but basically, what happened with this uh, is Olivia Wilde was talking about the original cast for Harry Styles' character um, in the movie, which was Shia LaBeouf, and she was asked about this in an interview, and basically, what she said is um, <clears throat> that uh, Shia LaBeouf was fired by her um, mm. because she felt like she has to create a safe environment on the set. I am paraphrasing, but that's basically what she was saying. Um, she basically said Shia LaBeouf was fired because their working styles did not mesh together. Um, and then Shia LaBeouf came out and sent Variety receipts, basically. <laughs> <laughs> like, he sent them emails. He sent them a video of Olivia Wilde begging him to stay. Um, and, and Olivia Wilde in this video also said, like, this is a wake-up call for uh, Miss Flo or, like, ref referring to Florence Pugh. Um yeah, the video's on social media if you want to uh, look it up because okay. it leaked. But it was sent to Variety first. Um, so basically, that's going on. So there's that he said, she said component. Child above basically yeah. saying, I quit your movie because you didn't give actors enough time to prep for their roles, basically, is his side of the story. And then, as well, it also came out in the rap um, that Florence Pugh is not going to do press for this movie beyond the premiere at, I think, Venice Film Festival. Oh, God. What was the freaking, like, filming process for this? <laughs> that, that's, the that's the big show. question. So I guess the question for both of you, um, are you still interested in this movie? Yes. Um, what do you think about all yes. this? Yes. you think Florence Pugh and Olivia Wilde hate each other as people think? Um, I, I, I would don't know. Whoever, whichever one of you guys wants to take this first. I would. I would. You know what? I'm going to let Jacob take this first because I've been doing a lot of talking. Was Olivia Wilde like the person that made uh, Little Women? 
No, that's no, Greta Gerwig. Books, she book, did smart. book Smart. Book which Smart. Which is okay, so great. I haven't seen that movie. It's great. It's a great, I um, it's a great film so I debut. I, I love it. Any of her movies. She's only so, done one so yeah, far. Yeah, so. exactly. So I don't. I, <laughs> I have not I, seen I, a single one of her movies. I do not have the, uh, the place to talk. But anyway, she's an exciting filmmaker, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't heard any re- other reports. Like, from was there any like problems like when in during the filming of Booksmart for one, for instance? Booksmart, nothing. I I don't nothing remember. Like Jonathan, there was nothing for Booksmart, right? I don't remember. Anything. I don't remember anything yeah. negative. No, 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 if no, no, I'm no. hearing anything negative about Booksmart, no, no. worse about like working with. Olivia Wilde. This was, like was a small. This is a twenty million dollar movie, and I think Booksmart yeah. was I, only a couple. I can tell you the budget for Booksmart. I think it's also the fact uh, that I, I mean, some people just don't mesh. You know, yeah, that is also it. Yeah, that like that that is just the cruel reality of life that you can do everything right and still yeah. not get along with someone just because like you're two different people. Oh shoot, um, Booksmart was. Oh wait, no, six million, six million. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing is, like. Obviously, like news reports have the tendency to just like, you know, make it seem a lot worse than it actually is in reality. So like, there's always that, um, you know, you have to keep that in mind with these reports. They can exaggerate something. Like like, yeah. Probably exaggerating some of the, like the issues between actors and actresses and stuff like that in the creative team and stuff. So like, I think I don't know. There definitely could be issues. I mean, obviously the Shia LaBeouf and Olivia Wilde like interaction and and that whole like you know she said he said she said um is like a big indicator that there's something like like going on on and Shia LaBeouf has his own issues for sure he does he does yeah (laughs) anyway he's Bagman Bagman yeah He's he's who Bagman. Remember when he's talking about when he wore the bag? Oh my god, I forgot forgot about the bag. There's that shit. I just remember he will not divide us. (laughs) He will not divide us. He will not divide us. (laughs) Just do it. Yeah. Um, And then I watched. The she allegations of, like, domestic abuse, I think, that came out in the last year, which is much more, more serious than, just, than everything else. I think those are more than just allegations at this I point. Think like, I, I, I haven't like, looked into it too much. They've, but. They've, they've apparently been holding a lot of water. Don't take me as the as the number one source of that. Okay. I, I look into I, it myself. I, I, I'm not yeah. a reporter. I just kind of I talk online about shit like this with, yeah. with two people that I just happen to be related to. So, uh... <laughs> There we go. <laughs> I, can't, I can't speak for uh, Shia Buff, but like he definitely is like, I guess like the best way to say like a turbulent actor. Oh, like, there's there's a lot of stuff like going it's on, like and stuff like that. Thank you, Jonathan. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, stop clapping. God damn it! Dude. <laughs> I've been able to clap for like four weeks properly, and that's like an insult. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, Not with your hands. Hey! (laughs) Yo, stop. (laughs) That's foul. (laughs) Okay, but what do you guys think? Let's get back. Let's get back. Yeah, sorry. The Olivia Wilde aspect, do you think she was lying to the press, or do you think it's like more of like each side has their own version of this story? I think she was like, oh, Shia, Shia's already, his character's already murdered. I could just throw a little bit more dirt at him. It's like a, it's like death in the funeral when Peter Dinklage's character dies, and they're like, oh, we can put him in the coffin. We can, we can put him in I there. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it seems like spoilers for death at a funeral. Like, who would BS? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, Wait, he has nothing to lose. 
Like, he's literally done so much shit. Like, why would he just lie again? Like, about I don't know, he's not lying. He sent this stuff, so she sent this stuff. But exactly. is it like, do you think it's a misrepresentation I, of the situation? I think... I think uh, oh, did well, I, I, well, I think he, like, he actually... Like quit. He quit the project. Yeah, I, like, I think I think that's it's what like happened, the, yeah. It's like the director like denying it because she doesn't want like Or could have been like I'm you can't fire me, I exactly. quit. Exactly. <laughs> or it could have been that too. But yeah. like how do we how do we know? Like, we, exactly. It's all that's speculation. Yeah, it's all speculation. I mean my speculation is that um like I don't know. Just maybe maybe she was just trying to be like, okay, okay, he didn't leave because he thought the progress was the project was bad. The project's great. The project, she's like trying to protect the project above any, everything else mm -hmm. uh, because that's her moneymaker right now. Um, and if she says, oh, he left because he didn't like the prep timer, left because of this or that, she didn't want it to be like a concerning thing. Uh, but in the long run, I don't think that she thought that Shia would fire back the way that he did. Oh, he um, and that, yeah. Let this um, be a lesson, kids, in modern society. You need to keep everything because yeah. you never know what someone's going to say. Remember, uh, uh, on top of that, when someone keeps something of yours, like a video, uh, always always accuse them of being a master of deep fake, and you don't remember saying those <laughs> words at all. Uh, I've done this many times. This is this is how I'm still out of prison. I mean, in this movie's also had, like, we haven't even talked about the whole Harry Styles angle. I didn't say angle. that, by the way. The whole Harry Styles angle with this movie, where Olivia Wilde started dating Harry Styles what? on the set of this movie. What? <laughs> yes. Yeah, and that's why people okay. think Florence Pugh and her had issues. Wow. Oh, that, oh, wow. We we were so shocked that our our shock combined to cut off a uh, Ruben and Jacob's Wi-Fi, uh, and now we're here. Now we're here. But yeah, the last thing I heard was uh, that they that uh, Olivia Wilde was dating Harry Styles. I did not hear the last thing that Ruben said, which is apparently that her her previous relationship was terminated while she was on set. Well, she got delivered with the no, no, voice clip. No, no. no, no. So she was at, there's this conference that happens in Vegas each year called CinemaCon, and basically it's when all the theater owners, the exhibitioners <laughs> from across the country show up, and the studios come and present their movies like, here's what you got to be excited for that will make you money. Basically, this is a conference where they present to theater owners, studios present, here are our upcoming movies. And then what happened is while Olivia Wilde was presenting Don't Worry Darling to all these people at this conference, um, they served her her divorce no papers way. on stage. There's no way, dude. Oh, it's this, so this happened. This, yeah, that's I wish there was video of it, but there's there's. What the hell? You wish there was video of it? <laughs> God damn it! I can't believe that I, as a podcaster, don't have access to the lowest point in a woman's life. This is oh, as. <laughs> but anyway, um, I'm still interested in this movie. Um, we'll see what happens with it. Uh, guys, I, uh, final thoughts on "Don't Worry, Darling" and all this. I not so secret. I, I not so secretly absolutely love Florence Pugh, so I am watching yeah. this movie regardless of what it gets. Uh, and uh, I, I love the way that Harry Styles fights against gender norms and actively always loses. Uh, so I will also be seeing this because of, because of him. Uh, so yeah. Also, Chris Pine is in this, isn't he? Chris yeah, Pine's yeah, he a supporting role in this. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm kind of excited. The concept seems kind of cool. I like the culty vibes. I think if nothing else, it'll be a good time. My friends and I were already planning on watching it, so I feel like yeah. you know, it's gonna, it's gonna 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 watch. I'm gonna watch it regardless. The artist from the art. 
That's some BS, but like seriously. <laughs> I hate when people say that shit because like it's impossible to do it. I'm sorry. It's hard to do. Expe- no, it's, no, it's, especially when the person has yeah. not been dead for hundreds of years. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> if the person is still living and the money is going to them. Like, so, so, yeah, so don't tell me to watch The Pianist and be like, oh, you got to. Don't think about Polanski. Don't think about how Polanski's a bitch. He's a horrible person. (laughs) And he's still alive. He's still alive. I'm not watching The Pianist until that man is dead and buried. (laughs) Or how about a Kevin Spacey movie, Jacob? Can you watch a Kevin Spacey movie? Okay, well, that's different because he didn't create it. He didn't create it himself. Like, he didn't direct it? He didn't direct it. So are you guys saying there's a different level with directing and acting when you're looking at yeah. artists? Yeah, I, th- I think so, right? I think right, so. Because the director had more of a hand in everything, basically. Yeah, because it's their whole product. It's like part of the part of the. But product, they're like the, the whole product. They're the face of the product, though. Is the thing like, like I know there's a lot of moving parts behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah they're okay. like the main that's... characters. Oh, you know, well, like, you know Kevin what? Spacey rarely plays see, the main character that's, on anything. You see, that's why Woody Allen movies are so easy to hate. Because not only does he star in them, he directs them too. And he's an awful human being. So I can hate those movies all day long. There's no question about it. I've watched one Woody Allen movie. Ruben, 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 you will not see the gates of heaven. Because I watched watched Annie Hall, I will not see the gates of heaven. Yes. Because you watched Annie Hall. The Lord Lord God will look at you in your face and be like, oh, you... So, Jacob... So Woody Allen's like a director, like old as Bill Gates. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Bill Gates would find offense with like being Bill compared Gates to Woody Allen. No, basically, like Woody Allen's been in a bunch of different marriages and shit over the years. Oh. But what happened is he has like horrifying sexual abuse allegations. Jacob. Oh God! Oh, uh, with adopted... I do not want to get into, but uh, yeah. adopted children, adopted children. Oh. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, with one of his adopted children, basically. <laughs> Jesus, got... Jacob's yeah. Jacob's reaction switch. You can you can hear it. You can hear it in his voice. But if you would have seen his fa- the, the way his face went from smiling to oh shit, yeah. like goddamn. That shit's <laughs> yeah. bad. It's bad. At least it's, it's not like Roman Polanski who'd get arrested if he touches U.S. soil. Yeah. Like, that guy still gets standing ovations though. At freaking European film festivals. Why can't they arrest him? Is is that like not? Is that I guess they don't want to jurisdiction or some shit like that? It's out of U.S. jurisdiction and Europeans are more like, flexible. It's hard to make even make the case against him, but oh. like they could. I think it might just be harder to do it in Europe, and also Europe. <laughs> Europe maybe because of like maybe if it was like a more serious crime, they'd extradite him. Maybe. Yeah. Like, exactly. Maybe like killed a man or something. Yeah. Anyway, um, so moving on. So we talked about all the shitty things Warner Brothers done. Um, we're gonna talk about the one positive piece of news they have. Wait, and that's what? That they gave. Yeah, they gave Matt Reeves like a blank slate, basically. Um, so they signed uh, Matt Reeves to a multi-year first look deal. Uh, at Warner Brothers Film and Television. Uh, well, the first look deal refers to. Um, just to give that lingo is basically. Um, whenever you come up with a project, the studio will hear it no matter what. Like it can be a Batman project, it can be anything. Basically, Matt Reeves is given been given like a blank check to be able to develop whatever the hell he wants over at Warner Brothers. And different oh, filmmakers cool. have these. Um, I think the Daniels, uh, who did everything everywhere all at once, just got one with Universal. Jordan Peele also has one with Universal. 
um, the upper echelon filmmakers and creatives usually get these. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's a smart move because Warner Brothers lost Christopher Nolan last year after all the shit. No, two years ago after all the shit went down um, with Tenet and all the crap that happened there. So they really need a new blood in there. Um, and the Batman is my favorite movie of the year. Um, yeah. Because Ruben is an idiot uh, and he doesn't. Uh, everything, understand. everywhere, all at once is great, but the Batman is everything I ever wanted a, to see. It's a lesser of, movie. <laughs> it's everything I ever wanted to see out of a uh, comic book genre movie. Um, I mean, we reviewed that thing extensively on the, on the podcast. But anyway, your guys' thoughts on Matt Reese being given that deal? Okay, wait. I'm I think back. we're good. Okay, good. Okay. Internet connection unstable. I freaked out. I freaked out. I anyway, got scared. You're got... Going back. Repeating. What are you guys' thoughts on Matt Reese being given this deal by uh, Warner Brothers? Fantastic. Fantastic. I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's it. I mean, he's a great filmmaker. It's going to be good. Like, what? <laughs> let, me, let me give you my, my dissertation upon Matt Reese. <laughs> Jacob. Since the beginning, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, a fantastic movie. A great, a great, great, fantastic (laughs) deep dive into the psyche of monkey and man. It was beautiful. Beautiful work. And then, and then, it only got better with War of the Planet of the Apes. Moses Monkey. That's all I need to say. Moses Monkey. (laughs) All right? And then the Batman. The Batman was a phenomenal movie. Everything I wanted to see in a comic book movie ever. And those are my original words that I wrote in this dissertation. That's great. That's great. great. Thank you. Love Colin Farrell. I know that whatever Matt Reeves does next will be fantastic. Uh-huh. I think now that we've seen Moses Monkey, we need Joshua Monkey. And after that, <laughs> Jesus Monkey. <laughs> and after that, if, after that, if you want to do... If we want to do a spinoff, Joseph Smith Monkey. I think that I think that should be the combination. Absolutely not. Are you happy now, Ruben? Are you happy now? I hope you hope you're deliriously pleased with your suffering. God damn it, Jonathan. Jacob. How can I follow that up? I can't. You gotta try. Yeah, try. We gotta get back on track somehow after that. Oh. Okay, so I mean, it's, it's great. It's good that they gave Matt Reeves, uh, you know, more creative liberty to uh, do whatever he, he is or whatever he decides to do or to make. Um, I don't know what that that's that next project is going to be, but is that going to be like another it, Batman movie? Is it, it gonna it's going to be a Batman movie for sure, but then who knows what else he'll make at the, the studio. The Fourth Planet of the Apes, a spinoff. A monkey. Although they, Disney <laughs> is ma- Disney is making another Planet of the Apes, I didn't add it to the notes. But, uh, no. Yeah. No. No. No live action. No. Uh, let could they, stop. Stop, man. <laughs> Damn it. Hold on, I can look this up. They I think they might have announced the next the Planet of the Apes movies to John Favreau, bro, because he knows how to direct <laughs> live action CGI monkey movies. Not monkey movies, animal movies. <laughs> well, there was monkeys in the Jungle Book. You had Christopher Walken Excuse ape. me? There was Christopher Walken ape. 
In the Jungle oh. Book. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I thought, yeah, I thought you were making a racial You know what? I'm not even going to ask. I thought you were making a racial comment. No, 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 Jeez, no, no, no. Louise. Absolutely not. I am the king of the bad damn log. Okay. Call me Louis. Yeah. You ever, ever had a taste of the pawpaw fruit down by the sea of me? Uh, new one apparently, call apparently called uh, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Papaya. <laughs> Bro, why does it sound like freaking like religious as how Kingdom of the uh, Joshua Monkey? <laughs> Joshua Monkey, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Joshua Monkey. They're gonna walk around Jericho's. The director of the Maze Runner movies is doing the new Planet of the Apes. Uh, oh, I oh, thought you said God. the Blade Runner movies. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> no, Denny isn't doing a Planet of the Apes so movie. I'd be like jumping up and down if that was happening. I thought you said the Blade Runner movie, and I got so excited. And then I was like, oh, Maze Runner. Oh, this is gonna be ass. It was Denny making it. Oh, 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 can you imagine? It would be so. Yeah, instead we're gonna get uh, Dylan O'Brien monkey. Uh <laughs> <laughs> you get a lot of running. <laughs> this is all I know how to film. <laughs> gonna be like, so it is gonna be Joshua monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> this just just a, a shot of them running around Jericho over and over and over again. Jericho and post-apocalyptic earth though. No, no, no. So Los Angeles then. <laughs> <laughs> Just the apes encircling LA. Yeah. Like, all and then them? Because yes. LA's huge. <laughs> yeah, and then they give a monkey shriek. And it falls <laughs> God damn it. This is so absurd. So absurd. So all right, moving on. Um, <laughs> the fifth, all right, this is more of me cheating because I want to talk about this a little bit. But The Last of Us uh, aired their first like ten or fifteen seconds of footage at the end of an HBO Max. Though, so what's coming up? Yeah. I am really excited for this project. Um, I love the cast behind it. I love that the Chernobyl creators involved. I love that the original uh, people at Naughty Dog are involved heavily in this thing. And Pedro Pascal looks and sounds like Joel to a T. Um, if you haven't played The Last of Us at all, please go out and do that. I think this uh, TV show is going to be the next big thing. Um, I am calling it now. It's going to be like it's going to be huge when it comes. Ruben to made direct eye contact with me and Jacob when he said that because we haven't played The Last of Us. Yes. <laughs> it's also because we're on a Zoom con. You know. That too. <laughs> that too. I know it's like 15 seconds, but. Guys, thoughts on what you saw in the... Um, I'm very era? excited that it's the Chernobyl creators. I cannot wait to see the elephant foot in this. Um, wow, neither of you know what yeah, that is. Dude. No, 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 no. Wow, I, our audience is laughing hysterically right now because I just made <laughs> the bombest Chernobyl joke ever. Uh, but no, in all, in all seriousness, yeah, I, I mean, I'm excited to see it. It's Pedro Pascal. I hear that the, the game is good. I've heard a lot about the story, so I'm, I'm interested in seeing it. Yeah, I think I think that we haven't gotten uh, a fresh take on zombie media in a second since Walking Dead, like TV-wise or like movie-wise. Uh, well, I mean, I guess Army of the Dead. I don't yeah. know. The myth... The mythos, the, the mythos. The bad story some... for Last of Us is insane. Like if you, yeah, I like the zombie mythos that Last yeah. of Us uses. I think it's a, like one of the most, if not the most, intriguing approach to zombies since like 
what, like the original Dawn of the Dead, maybe? I don't know. Like, Bar it's... none, the best game I've ever played. Like, the best Dang. game. Like, the best story. I love it. Like, it's... Man, I could yeah. gush about The Last of Us for, like, 20 minutes. Wait until the show comes out. And you I will... Yeah, oh, yeah. I am 100%. Because <laughs> yeah. we are freaking talking about that extensively when it comes yeah, for out. Sure. Oh, I'm gonna have to binge that shit at some point, which is stressful. I don't have time for TV shows anymore, guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just for the game. That's like shorter, right? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's I mean, you can play it in shorter spurts, though. You can play it in shorter spurts. All right, next up, um, Dan Harmon talked about the Community movie in an interview. Uh, community is one of the shows we watched during the pandemic, all three of us. We yes. fell in love with it. Six seasons in a movie, baby. Six We're getting the Anna movie. Yeah. Um, Harmon basically confirmed in an interview um, that there's an outline for it that's being pitched around, and he's saying mm. that it's not a matter of if, but when now, is what he's saying. Like, he's using those terms. Now, he didn't okay. say when it's going to happen, but he's saying it's looking good for it, basically. Oh, yeah, that's good. I, I'm, exci- I'm, for yeah. I'm excited to see that cast coming together again. Uh, I hope they can get uh, Donald Clark. That's going to be the tough get. It, it's gonna be getting Donald Glover. God, speaking of which, I need to still watch Atlanta season three. Chevy Wait, what? Chase, he said he hopes they can get Chevy Chase back. You know, because he's doing a lot of work. He's <laughs> <laughs> been doing a lot recently, bro. Got in the yard. I think I saw him at a Wawa's the other day. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I saw him at a Subway. I was like, oh my God, you're Chevy Chase. And he said, dude, I'm just an old homeless man. And I was like, yo, can we get a picture real quick? And then he stole my phone, but that's okay. Damn it. <laughs> Joke's on him. He doesn't have or oh, can't afford a charger. So that's going to last him all of three minutes. <laughs> Jesus. That's good. Yeah, I think I saw him like cutting the, cutting the lawn like the other day, dude. He's just doing like elderly things, bro. He's trying to make it, oh put that mind to work before it becomes too uh, debilitated. <laughs> you gotta keep it fresh. You gotta keep exactly, it fresh, dude. man. You gotta, gotta get those steps in, bro. Yeah, twenty steps. Every day, every day, Chevy Chase looks in the mirror and recites his um his rant from uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation just to make sure he's still sound of mind. <laughs> all the issues Chevy Chase had on the set, though, in all seriousness, he will not be back for this thing. Yep. Yeah. Also, his character is dead. So I mean, well, yeah, the character, the character. Unless they undo that, they could undo. They could they very could much change his. They could like say he faked his death or something. I want to see a resurrection scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they spoofed Justice League. Yeah. Can you imagine. Oh, I would die laughing, but then that's way that's way too fantastical for a community. Though. That's it's one step too fantastical for community at that point. Oh my god! No, I'm, I am excited though. I love I love that show. Uh, w- w- uh, Bar season four. That show's really good. <laughs> yeah, very very good. First three seasons are the best. Four is I mean, it's not even that bad. It's not as bad as a lot of people say. Um. It's bad for community standards, but for TV standards, I've it's seen right, worse. Yeah. I've yeah. seen far worse. Um, season eight of The Office is way worse than season four of Community. Like, I'll say that. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> Oof. I believe that. I believe that, too. But, yeah. yeah, I'm excited for that. I'm ready for it. I hope I hope they can get Donald. I need to watch Atlanta season three. Yeah. Uh, I saw the first two seasons, and then I just didn't, I, I didn't, I didn't pick up on it again. 
That man is busy. <laughs> he is very busy. I, I mean, he's not doing music. I don't think he's doing music for a while. Didn't he retire to Gambino? Yeah, I think he's retiring Gambino, but I'm, I, I doubt he's going to stay away from it forever. Like, yeah. I think he might come back to it at some point. It's just going to be Shout out to Donald Glover, who we were going to see in Nashville. Yeah, I Donald. Over for got, a break, but then he broke his leg in you Dallas. Broke your, in, you broke your leg in Dallas, all right? Angle. I was going to see you live, and you screw me over like this? I can't back, believe This you. was back in 2018. That would have been Yeah. Sad. Yeah. When I was still not not on the uh, not on the meds, <laughs> I was off the Zax, baby. I was off the Zax. <laughs> Jacob, your thoughts on the community movie? I'm seriously, like mentally ill. Yeah, I'm excited to see the the crew back together. You know, minus Chevy Chase, obviously because he's hologram dead guy, and also a toxic in real life. So, <laughs> what's new? <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I hope they uh they put Mike in the movie. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, John, whatever Jonathan Banks, yeah. Yeah, Jonathan Banks. I hope they, they, they like, bring... Or, like, so, or like uh, Keith David. Or Keith David. Put yeah. your dick away, Walter. Uh, <laughs> I'm not having sex with you right now, Walter. Okay, okay, Jonathan, <laughs> great. Thank I actually watched that show, JQ. Really good. That's very I good. am in the process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. in the process. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Next. put Keith David in that movie. And don't 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 kill him like you did in Nope, please. Oh shit! Uh, <laughs> it happens in the first five minutes. It happens in the first five minutes at least. Um, uh, okay. So uh, last uh, news story here. Um, we have a new director. Obeyus director for Fantastic Four. A what director? It was a, it was a joke about. Uh, Obeo's Papa, when they say there's a Pope, Obeo's director. Oh, I didn't see, see I'm not, I'm not up to date on my Catholic lore anymore, because I'm not, like, I'm not in the, I don't go to the cons any, this was in the bag, I don't go to the week, I just, I don't go to the weekly cons anymore, that's the problem, I'm just not, <laughs> I don't go to, I don't go to Catholic um, con. New director for uh, the Fantastic Four, uh, at least he's in talks. Um, so, director of WandaVision, um, all nine episodes, uh, Mac Shankman, um, or Shackman, sorry, uh, Shackman, <laughs> um, is the director, is the director of the Fantastic Four who is in talks, it sounds like he's gonna do it, um, he's done a lot of things beyond WandaVision, he's directed some episodes of Game of Thrones, he directed a bunch of It's Sunny in Philadelphia, um, Succession, House. He's he's a big TV guy, and now he's being given his big shot with a movie. Um, based on what I've seen of him in WandaVision, I think he deserves a shot. I think he has a good chance of succeeding. He's got a um, good eye. He's got a good. He's eye. got a good eye, and God knows we need a good Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. Again. Like <laughs> again. Again. When did we ever have a good Fantastic? Those the, that. Oh five, oh seven. Those ones are guilty pleasures. They were all right. They, they 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 were cast perfectly. Though. They have still not got. Oh no, no, no. The Bullshit. cast was the cast was good. Cast no, was good. okay. Everyone but Victor Von Doom. Yeah, that guy sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But the, the casting for the four, I will. Well, just yeah. Alva, I could give or take. But I uh, see yeah. Storm. Sue Storm could have been better cast. But the other three were really yeah, good. Yeah, they were good. They were good. Uh, Martin, uh, Martin, what's his name? Uh, Lawrence Fishburne as uh, as the voice of Silver Surfer. That was also pretty cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. 
They got him for Silver Surfer and MCU. I really wish they would have had Lawrence Fishburne do the the body work for Silver Surfer. Burly black man ready to run. Oh my god! Wait, now I'm not gonna get. Now I'm not gonna get that image out of my head. Anyway, you guys' thoughts on uh, Matt Shankman Matt uh, being in talks to direct Fantastic Four, based on what you've seen of his work in Wandavision? I guess. I'm giving Jacob the floor. I mean, He's just. How responsible was he for like the writing, like the ending of that show <laughs> and stuff like that? Because like that—that that is a good of... question. I don't think he wrote all the episodes. He, I think he just directed everything. Like, he was the showrunner, though. Because the beginning, like, like I don't know. <laughs> yeah. All right, you got it all wrong. I'm not Victor Von Doom. I'm Hugh Janus. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jacob. No, but wait, like wait. He's, his technique is like pretty. <laughs> Jonathan, would you want him to laugh at that? Yes. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, okay. Jacob, you... <laughs> sit back in your chair. Goddamn. Yeah, what I was saying is, <laughs> is um, I don't know if 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 he uh, you know, if he wasn't responsible for like all that. Uh, and I mean, I will say like the shots and like the the way that he was able to like encapsulate different periods of uh, TV and stuff like yeah. that. Like, I feel like he definitely does have a, a talent and a knack for it, and I think, like, giving him a chance is actually, like, valid for uh, for Marvel to do Yeah, it. he didn't write any of it, just... He didn't write any he, of it. He directed all of it, but he didn't write any of yeah, it. Okay. And I, haven't, I haven't seen any of his other stuff, obviously. I haven't seen uh, Always Sunny. I haven't seen... Uh... He's directed some iconic stuff in Always Sunny. Fun fact, Max Shackman uh, directed the uh, Pepe Sylvia sequence you see on the internet all the time. From always sunny, oh, yeah. him. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, I personally, I personally think we should give Josh Trank just one last go, just one last chance. You know, I think we should get 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 him back in here. Um, that yeah. opening weekend for Fan Four Stick was insane in the sense that you, I have never seen a filmmaker before or since go online and bash the movie that was coming out that has their name on it. Yeah, like, <laughs> that was nuts. And then he, a few <laughs> years later, he went on to make Capone. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and he basically yeah, did come out. I never saw that. <laughs> Ruben, you did. Oh, oh God, the syphilis is affecting you the same way. Ruben, you no. Watched, no, we watched. We watched that gaudy shit. <laughs> Why, why? Why did you guys watch that? Why did you guys? Watch, you worst component. It's like it's like you hear someone say, "Hey, this thing that looks and smells like shit also tastes like shit," and you're like, "Oh my god, you're right!" Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like why even put that in your mouth? Why you put it in your mouth? <laughs> John Travolta's been phoning it in since the '80s, man. Well, '90s, since the '90s, man. Ever since he got his Pulp well, Fiction resurgence, <laughs> and after that. Just, Everybody uh, loves me in Pulp Fiction. I think I can just do anything now. Why is that Christopher Walken? <laughs> Christopher Walken. Anyway, Jonathan, your thoughts on Mac Jackman? I put this, watch. I put this watch up oh, my ass. Jonathan, this watch. Your, your thoughts on Mac Jackman potentially directing Fantastic? Very, uh, you know, <laughs> as long as he, as long as we get a good Fantastic Four movie, I'm, I'm, I'm game. Honestly, I think his work on Land Division was good, yeah. and you know. I think it'll be good here. Um, uh, as long as he doesn't, you know, do another Ralph Boner, we'll be okay. We'll be okay. All right, and that's it for news. Uh, we're going to introduce a new segment onto the podcast. Um, 
called the quaint quintessential where we talk about something big in popular culture that's celebrating an anniversary or just something we want to talk about and yeah. and, and to christen it i will play i will play its theme give me a second okay well that's it let's go <laughs> that's, that's all i got you know I'm gonna make you record that, and we're gonna just have that every single time. <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> um, Wait, let me do it in D major instead, then. Oh God, but that's the worst. Here we go. Um, no, but uh, E.T. the Extraterrestrial, a film by Steven Spielberg, uh, celebrated its 40th anniversary this year. It was playing again in theaters, and Jacob and I decided to go watch we it, it in IMAX. In IMAX. That movie holds up, in my opinion. It is so goddamn good. Um, I, man, I love how Steven Spielberg took this alien story and used it to like cope with a family that's breaking apart because of divorce, basically. Yeah. Um, I think didn't he do it like based on his own childhood a, a bit as well? If I, remember I think it might have been. I don't know. It's been a while since I see, I saw the the Amblin documentary or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. The, but the any, Spielberg one. So. Yeah, what's nuts with this movie is basically the kid actors are all great, but what they did with this movie that I always love pointing out. Um, so usually movies and television are not shot in sequential order. Yeah. Um, just because it's logistically difficult. What Steven Spielberg did here was he filmed everything in order with the kids, just so when they hit the ending. The acting would have been so real because they were actually saying goodbye to E.T. Damn. And, it and you really can feel works. it. You can, you can feel it. it. That scene hurts, dude. That Oh, my God. It's so good. I, I, I didn't get to rewatch it. Um, we watched it during the pandemic year, and I yeah. immediately regretted that I had spent my entire life having not seen that movie. Um, I think it's just it's just really well done. Um it's think, one of the most yeah. creative uses of aliens, I I, I think. Oh that my I've god! Seen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's like that and nope, uh, for me when it comes to aliens, there's got to be like, I mean, we can throw a thing in there. I guess that's technically an alien story no, too. But like, you're right. Like, usually yeah. when they do alien movies, <laughs> the thing is to make the aliens hostile or make humans the good guys, and that's not the case here. Yeah. Aliens yeah. just a a dude. It's just a he's just dude. vibing. He's just he's vibing just... on Earth. Um, <laughs> I think Jacob pointed this out to me after we saw it, but yeah. yeah, the unsung hero of this movie is really the John Williams score. John Williams score, dude. Oh, so... Elevates the movie. Like, mm. I, think, I don't think that movie would have been as good without mm. that score. Like, I, I 100%. I 100%, like, I John... stand by that. Especially, John like, Williams... the ending, like... That when... ending will not hit as, like, much without With that, that music. Oh, my goodness, yeah. John, so John, John Williams has a way of, 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 of capturing the feeling of whimsy and communicating it communicating it in an auditory form in a way that's it's hard to describe i think it's just the fact that he does such a good job of of, of tapping into the golden age of hollywood uh composing with again i'm going to mention this name a lot of times uh corngold eric corngold like just kind of tapping into into that older kind of like writing and that old older kind of form of 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 golden age writing uh that just it just has such an inherent nostalgia built into that sound. And he just has such a great way of, of utilizing that and yet making it his own. I probably, this is my 10th or 11th time saying that same thing in this podcast, but I stand by it. I stand by it. And, and filmmakers, whenever possible, use practical effects because E.T. holds up. 
yeah. Even though he's a E.T. holds up. Um, 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 uh, the thing holds up. All right. All uh, Jurassic, so Park, many, uh, Jurassic Park still feels like it could have been made like a few years ago, if not today. Um, like I, we, we saw Jurassic Park in theaters too. That's a, we saw that one in theaters. It felt like it, it had just come out. It's it felt it felt insane to us because I, I was like 14, 13 at the time, and I was like, it was oh, a 20 year old shit. movie. It was like 2013, yeah. I think. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. It felt like I was going in to watch a new movie. That's how fresh it felt, and that's how fresh the visuals still felt. Like, I know it's cheaper and easier uh, to do CG, but let, let's get the CG artists a bit of a break, too. And not I mean, give no, them that's so many... like one of the themes of this podcast at this point, right? The CG yeah. artists Please be kind to your animators and CG artists. They're human beings, and what they're doing is difficult. They're not just doodling some shit. Like, they are bringing worlds to life in, in a matter of, of months, and you're giving them, like, less time than even that. Uh, so use practical effects. Dig into your pockets a little. Stop being such a cheap ass. My God. <laughs> I know you got that money. I know you got that money. Not all right? Though. Not yeah. Warner Brothers. You, <laughs> you're screwed. You're, you're gonna have Bring to be making movies. Back. Yeah, you guys puppets. have to. Buy. I was about to say that. God damn it! You didn't let me. He kept interrupting me. I was gonna make a puppet joke. Um, but yeah, if you haven't watched ET ever, do yourself a favor. I don't know what streaming service it'd be on. Maybe Peacock. But do yourself a favor. Find it. Watch it. You'll love it. It holds up. Find me behind the Target on Whitebridge Road. I will be having copies. What will they cost? All right. Well, let's just say you won't pay with money. Stop. Stop. All right. And then, <laughs> God damn it, Jake. I, ta- I, I will take a thumb. That That's just, that's the payment is, you will lose a thumb. Oh. Why? What did you do? You are disgusting. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And what were you suggesting before that, though? Huh? Cutting off a thumb. No, no, no. Before like you that- mentioned the thumb, huh? That was what it was from the beginning. <laughs> okay, and then the last thing we're gonna uh, review um, in proper um, is uh, Marvel's well, not newest show anymore since She Hulk came out, but their second to last show that came out, uh, Miss Marvel. Jacob and I watched it. Um, and I saw the first twenty minutes of the first episode. Yeah. Did you give up on it? I didn't give up on it. I ran out of time. Okay. <laughs> uh, not on, on much. Oh Jesus! <laughs> um, no, so I think those first two episodes. Um, shockingly, the first episode is directed by the two guys who were going to do Batgirl. Um, fun fact. Um, not really a fun fact, I guess. Because you say "gonna do" as if that movie wasn't like basically finished. <laughs> I said we're going to do. I guess because they didn't yeah. finish it. It's not a finished yeah. movie. Um, but they they directed the first episode. What I loved about the first two episodes, which I feel like they got away from later on in the show. Is it felt like a high school, like, person getting superpowers, you know? A high school girl actually getting superpowers. And they really leaned into the Muslim element in those first few a lot more than what they did at the end. Um, and it really made it feel like a unique show. Like, I really liked those first two episodes. Um, and the world building and the storytelling that's happening there. Like, some of the stuff they do on screen with, like, Jacob, remember, like, the text, the text messages that would pop up on screen, yeah, and, like, the drawings? Cool. Like, that stuff was cool. Or, like, the one camera shot, like, the unique camera shot where she's lying down. The couch? Like, yeah, they had, yeah, like, stuff like I saw, that. 
Those guys yeah. were like really great directors, and then it just becomes cookie cutter. Like yeah. I, I don't even. I don't, I don't, I don't it, it just it. fell yeah. apart. I, I, I was gonna say, I, from what I saw from the first episode, it was looking really good. The only reason I didn't go back is because I to to, to to not not. To, I'm not gonna just disclose much about my personal life on this podcast, but it, yeah. I was going through. I was going through a lot at that yeah. moment. Yeah. So it was yeah. hard to focus on anything. So I watched the first twenty minutes, and then I was like, I gotta keep moving. Uh. Yeah. But but yeah, like I would have kept watching it just based on that, on just based on what I had seen. But I then think- you guys, the reason I didn't continue was because even after I'd gotten out of my funk, you guys were like, "Yeah, the, the last few episodes really." Eh. I tanked it. it, it yeah. Like okay. I liked the the family dynamic and everything, and those first two three episodes was good. But then they go. I think it's when they go to uh, Pakistan is where the show fell apart for me. They go to Pakistan. Yeah, they do. I think I think that's when they introduce the uh, the villains. Was yeah, it, yeah. So at the end of the second episode, the third episode was still good though. I'd say like not as good as the first two. Mm-hmm. It's those last three that really like. I just I, don't know. They don't. They don't explain like. I don't know if they ran out of budget with the villains too. Like, cause like the resolution to the villain plot in this show is the really worst bad. for Marvel. It's so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my, I was actually in shock at how bad it was. What, like the, the clandestines, like, the, yeah, like yeah. in the fifth episode, remember? Yeah, yeah, it's like a ten-minute resolution. It's like it was less than that. <laughs> it's very, it's yes. very cool. like it's Garbage. like they're chasing her. They open the, they do their goal, and yeah. then like two minutes later, the villain's dead. Yep. Like I, I don't. I would like to. I would like to open letter to Marvel real quick, uh, and just, just Hollywood in general. You're. And you know what? Creatives in general, your story or like your main characters, any of that is only as strong as the opposing force can be. And that doesn't have to be a person. It doesn't have to be like a clearly evil antagonist. I'm just saying you got to put more thought into what's opposing your protagonist because your protagonist can be interesting and and, and charismatic and, you know, portrayed by a great young actress or whatnot in the case of Miss Marvel. But if you are pitting them against something, something that isn't as strong. Like it's, it's like, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a principle we learn in science. Um, I'm not trying to describe it, but it's like the force of, you know, equal opposite reaction, essentially. Like if you punch a tissue, like a a piece of, like a tissue paper, it's not going to have the same impact as if like you punch a punching bag, you know, because there isn't, the reaction coming back from it isn't as strong. The same thing applies when it comes to writing conflict or writing antagonist if you have a strong protagonist but you spend zero time developing your antagonist it doesn't matter there's not enough there's nothing to create a strong enough impact there's nothing for that for that thing to be foiled against you know what i mean like you have to put more thought into the villains of your of your product and i'm saying this specifically to marvel because i know they're getting lazy i can see it I, guess, I think I it's more really like lately. I think it's more of a quality over quantity thing, and I feel like that's the cliche everyone's been saying about Marvel lately. But I feel like at the beginning, um, when there was fewer projects, Kevin Feige and whoever else were creatively up top, uh, Luis Esposito, Victoria Alonso, uh, the name. And one asshole they ditched after Civil War. <laughs> oh, that was the guy in charge of all of Marvel. Yeah, but now it's Kevin Feige in charge of. What was his name? Uh, Ike Perlmutter was the guy in charge. Oh, uh, thank you. That's a F you, Ike Perlmutter. <laughs> thank you, Ruben. Thank you. <laughs> 
Just well, what happens? Through. There's like too much stuff, so the quality control is not there anymore. At least to the extent they had it before. Like yeah. it's not like the stuff was always perfect, but like, cinema. It was wasn't. Perfect. But it was entertaining. <laughs> it was good. Stuff. It was you good. No, watch it. But now yeah. there's good stuff still coming out. Like No Way Home. Like I said, the best movie I think they've ever made, in my opinion. I think it's the best one they've made. This this uh, um, this phase for sure. I think it's next, up there for me. Yeah, it's like sec- top I think five, second I think. only. Stretch second to uh, Infinity War for me. Um, Infinity no War is still like the height of Marvel. That's I the think, height in of Marvel, opinion. in my opinion. Just because like that is. I mean, that's the type of storytelling I expect out of Marvel at this point. They were yeah. able to juggle so many different things in that movie and still make it work and still have great effects, great story, great dialogue, great acting, like, all around. Like, yep. and now we're getting, like, bits and pieces of that, but not the full picture. And if you, like could juggle, if you could juggle 30 characters and do that, I don't see what the problem is when it comes to, like, fewer characters. It's because they're not putting as much time into, I think, they're, they're putting too much focus into the heroes, I think, and not enough into the villains. Okay, like Trent. I'm sorry. I I'm upset that the I got. Last I said this, that I said great that they established because they used the Spider-Man villains and those were established already. And those yeah. were great. the last villain they used, in my opinion, that was great. Uh, Wenwu from uh, Shang Chi last yeah. year. Yeah. I really loved Gore the God Killer too. He was just underused as hell. But I don't. Think I was. was t- uh, I think I mentioned this last podcast, but there's no reason I should be getting like five episodes of tracksuit mafia and like thir- like 20 minutes of gore there is no reason <laughs> on god's green earth that i should see a bunch of white dudes trying to do russian accents like jumping around and getting sh- like freaking shot out with arrows over somebody who's literally going through a religiously challenging moment in his life where everything that he's ever believed in it has been torn down like they're like what what am I? What what is happening? What is happening? Like, yeah. y'all need to. The, the problem here, I, I think. I think I'm gonna bring. I, 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 I know this is kind of wrapping it all. This entire podcast up in, yeah. a, in a neat little bow here. You got to stop running your creativity like a business. WB, Marvel, all of these companies. They they're more concerned with pro with 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 creation of product and, and creation of money from that product. And okay, how much money are we gonna get back from this? How clearly are we staying in the public mind? Do we really need all of this? Or can we just do away with it? Is it good storytelling? Yes, but will it turn back money? No. If it's not, then toss it out. Like you have to start treating the act of creation with the respect that the active creation deserves like this is yeah it's not just about making content at this point it's just become about making content to fill streaming services it seems like wb's moving away from that that's the one positive thing about all this shit it seems like they're not gonna make superficial shit anymore which is good but the way they have gone about it like i said effing terrible Um, yeah but something like miss marvel which is i think the only of these Disney Plus series I've actually disliked. Because um, the other ones have their weak points, but this one as a whole, just to sum up, I'd recommend it if the entire quality was like those first three episodes. Yeah. But it just falls apart. And I really gave it a shot. Like, I, I at a point, like, I didn't want to finish it. But then I'm like, let's see if, like, the last episode no, I was. Actually- I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm going to come just because I know there are a lot of people who are like, oh, th- this, some of these critiques are against these female-led shows. Or, but, no, Ruben and Jacob came to me after the first two episodes 
excited as it hell. Was, they were like, I dude, you got to watch this. Yeah, dude, you got to yeah. watch this. You got to, I'm like, okay, I'm going to make time. I'm going to watch it. And then they came with me like near the end. And it wasn't just that, it was our parents too. And they were just like, damn, it fell off. And I was like, what? And they're like, yeah, it fell off. And I was like, shit. So like, you know, it was going somewhere. I think- And Iman Vellani as Miss Marvel is one of the best castings Marvel's done in a good while. I hear she's fantastic. Oh, she's- I hear she's fantastic. She's She's a very good comic. She has a lot of potential. um, She has a great, she, she has like, a lot of comic book knowledge too so it's like really i can't helpful. wait to see her like, go off against i think the marvels i'm actually shockingly i didn't like miss marvel as much but i'm actually hyped for the marvels because i love the miss marvel casting that yeah so, yeah so. i think yeah we just marvel needs to slow it down i think these studios need to slow it down in general stop thinking about content as content and start thinking about this as an art form which it is movies is an art form writing is an art form all of this animation is an art form um and i mean i might just be saying this because it takes me forever to like put something out like to write a poem or to write a a, like a short story or book i'm still i'm probably gonna get off this podcast eat lunch and then finally get back to writing the book i'm working on but like you really have to 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 to, like think through each of those and I, i know there's there comes a point where it's like, okay, art or making money. But when you are in a position like some of these companies are not WB right now, uh, but when you have, when you're just, when you're like Disney, just sitting on your dragon's hoard and you won't like dare the take dragon? It, Yeah. And you won't dare take a risk or like lean back and let something breathe for a bit. Like you really got to ask, like, what is the benefit of your greed at that point? I think what they need to do, they need to take more risk, make adult content, make more kids content, like make shows like Miss yeah. Marvel, but at the same time, actually let Daredevil be what Daredevil was on Netflix. Mm-hmm. You yeah. have adult content on Disney Plus now. Let Daredevil be adult. And, yeah. you know, it'll, it'll work Stop out. Stop acting like... I, let so Moon Knight, many... Stuff like Moon Knight should have been... Moon Knight, I loved Moon Knight, but Moon Knight had could have gone another gear, I feel. If it yeah, was I think it should have been TVMA for sure. Yeah. I think that anything that they use it in, they should really use it like under the Marvel Knights title. Like they or should... Blade, Blade. I don't know what yeah. the hell. What's PG thirteen Blade gonna be like? I have no idea. Bad. <laughs> At least they kept, they're Not keeping good. Deadpool. They're keeping Deadpool. Are um, good. But anyway, I um, think I think the thing is yeah. that, and Disney, you gotta understand this. All right, you cannot make art or a movie or like you can't make something for literally everyone it's yeah. impossible i know that you want to take off every demographic but it's impossible you're gonna alienate someone and but and, but and they're the trying to make those four quadrants movies jonathan yeah like but shirts. in the act in trying to make those movies you alienate more people in the long run and i think that they're so dense that they don't see that or they're, or they're like oh but the, the the money's turning up i i you know what let me close this off with a Shigeru Miyamoto quote. If I th- if I remember it correctly, it's Shigeru Miyamoto. Um, God, I- I'm gonna butcher it. Maybe I should look at it. No, no, no. I- I'll go off. Yeah, Ruben, you start looking it up. But it's essentially he was getting asked about the process of making video games, and he was like, "Oh yeah, sometimes I like to take a little bit longer, even if like we miss like a critical release, like a- like a critical release period or something, because it's better in the long run." Or it's more valuable in the long run to make a fantastic game that is remembered than to make money off of a subpar game that will be forgotten. 
Yeah. Something along those lines, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, here we go. It, the exact quote, a delayed game is eventually good, a bad game is bad forever. Yep. A delayed movie or show is eventually good, a bad movie or show is bad forever, to adapt that quote. Um, yeah. But to give a final score here for Miss Marvel, since we are apt to do that on the podcast, I'd give it a five, just because of the strength of those first... <laughs> The strength of those first five, the first three episodes, I think, are a solid seven or eight. Yeah. But like those last three, I'd say four and five, like teeter between like a three or four out of ten. Um, I think the last episode goes back up to like a seven, six or seven. But I don't know. At that point, the plot was kind of. What happened in four and five? Should I watch I just, this? I don't know if you should. If you're curious, I would say check it out. But there's much better stuff to watch out there. You could so just probably look up like a, a YouTube video summarizing the plot or something. Yeah, like that's that. probably true. I, 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 finished, of... I finished that first episode just because of directing choices. They're visually. Uh, are, I like, should probably finish the first and second, and then just call yeah. it a day. Yeah, I we, honestly. <laughs> Think so. look, open up Sparks notes. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, those first two, yeah, I, I'd say so. Jake, I, got, I, I mean, I still got This show would be a six out of ten, honestly. Um, yeah. And like, like Ruby was saying, like the first two episodes, I think I enjoyed a lot more than I did like the latter half of the season, um, and and mainly because I feel like they didn't like um, build their characters and build like the audience like emotional connection to those characters very well it just felt like um like people were just in it but like you had no you didn't really care about what happens like some dude i don't i don't know if you're okay with me spoiling this part but like there's some dude they introduce in like the third episode mm. dies in the fourth yeah and yeah, you're yeah. supposed to feel like I don't know, they make it a big deal, like, at least, like, in the show. They hold on him for, like, a couple seconds. They hold on him for a couple seconds, and you're not even, like, sure how to feel, because you just met the guy and shit like that. It it does feel like they uh, crammed in, like, the story all in, like, the last three episodes instead of, like, I think with a couple more episodes, maybe, and, like... With, or maybe just as a two-hour movie, to, and, Marvel. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, to be clear, the actors are all great because, as usual, Marvel casting's on point. It's the writing. Thank you, Sarah. Is. Everybody uh, say Haley, thank you, Sarah. <laughs> and every, everyone else she works with because I think she works with other people on the television side yeah. of things. But, yeah. Sarah, you are a gift. Thank Sarah you. Haley Flynn, yeah. Yeah. All you right, are guys. literally the best part of Marvel at this point, probably. <laughs> And um, and to have our closing story, we still need a name for this ending segment. What what, what um, do we call um, the, um, the cube okay, comedy hour? Uh, well, we can brainstorm later. Oh wait 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 wait. No, you're not getting it right away. No no no. no. It'll come to me in in a, in a moment of genius. <laughs> the crazy quote of pop culture. To keep the cue theme. No, no, that's stupid. All right, so anyway, um, our closing story today um, is also Marvel-related. Cube's Comedy Quickie. Oh, I like that one. Cube's Comedy Quickie. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Cube's Comedy Spell Quickie. comedy with a Q, baby. Spell with a Q. I actually Put a Q like in that. that yeah, yep, I actually like that one. So Cube's, Cube comedy, that MF. <laughs> uh, Cube's comedy Quickie for today um, Jonathan's, Jonathan's favorite character of the MCU has been confirmed to come back. That's How would you right. look? 
Ben Kingsley's Trevor Slattery is returning. Shit! <laughs> Shit! It's returning in Marvel Studios. Uh, they're doing a Wonder Man TV show now. Yeah. I don't even uh, know who that is. Wonder <laughs> Man's basically this actor who gets powers in the comics. Uh, oh, so, oh, so he's Booster Gold. Basically, yeah. But Booster Gold's like different. Booster Gold's like a character from, from, the, the, future from the future who gets like high tech. And then comes back in time to be a savior in our modern time. I, I want to see such a good movie. I, I want kill, to see... You know who would kill Booster Gold? Like way, really well? James Gunn Booster Gold. Could you imagine that? Imagine. Shit? James, um, James, I know you're not listening, but if you if you're listening to us in the future because we somehow hit it big, make a booster gold movie. Please. I'm begging you. I'm begging you. Uh, oh my god, that's yeah. But yeah, Trevor, like Dobbin. Your thoughts on your favorite character coming back, and you you can like elaborate on why I'm poking fun at you so much. He's, he's poking Slattery. fun at me because back in 2013, I broke my 3D glasses leaving the Iron Man 3 cinema because I was so upset about the, the final product, uh, and I was upset that the Mandarin wasn't taken seriously because I was a 13 year old, I was a child, I was an idiot. Not, not only um, that, but like because clearly Marvel has made far worse products <laughs> before and since then. Uh, <laughs> the very next day, this man had like a no, no, no. no. No, 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 no. Say Jake will say it. Yeah, so like a, a huge, like, it was like, what was it? I, I, remember, I can't remember if it was a TMNT set or if it was like a, the fire station. It was a fire station set. set uh, but he freaking like hung <laughs> the Mandarin minifig like from <laughs> the top of the building. So it looked like he like. I don't know, like someone, like, like he, I, I can't, I can't even say it, man. Like, yeah, don't say yeah, it. I'm not saying it, but, then, but then, like, he had like fire, like, uh, <laughs> God damn it, he had like the repulsor shit, like, coming all out of it, and, like, like, like he's like, on fire, and like he's hanging at the same time from like the top of. <laughs> this was your peak horrible hype. I don't think you got this hype. Even with Infinity War Endgame, but like I didn't get hyped about anything as much after that because I'm like, why am I gonna do that to myself? Why am I gonna go Jonathan? again? I don't even know, but like now that you know storytelling, it makes more sense. But obviously, all those Iron Man suits weren't gonna get freaking screen time. But Jonathan, the genius 13 year old, decided to look up the name of every single suit, and he knew them when the movie came out. Oh my god, this is the Heartbreaker armor. And I'm yeah, like, what? Heartbreaker, <laughs> Hammerhead, Silver Centurion, uh, um, um, Igor, um, um, Star Booster, um, Silver Bullet. Uh, <laughs> I still remember some of them. Yeah, well, okay, you gotta understand. I wasn't a writer back then, all right? <laughs> I wasn't actively trying to write shit. I didn't know how that shit worked. But yeah, uh, as Jacob said, I did lynch Trevor Slattery. Uh, I think that was the word he was avoiding to use. I, was not, I didn't um, want to use it. I, didn't that, use I was it. a disturbed 13-year-old. Thank God I'm on Prozac now. Shout out Fluoxetine. Shout out scientists. Thank you. Thank you for making me a balanced and functioning human being. I mean, um, I feel like that's still debatable, but... Uh, man, shut up. <laughs> listeners can debate in the comments. Yeah, I think, yeah. I'm pretty sure every one of our listeners is like, this kid is crazy, why do... That, our, why am I listening fact, to this? <laughs> fun fact, our most viewed uh, podcast right now, and Ruben says it's cause it, because it, we were talking about Thor opening weekend, but the most viewed podcast is the episode without me. So I think that <laughs> exactly. tells... A lot about what That's the audience thinks about me. Because when I actually try, I, I, I produce. I, I, <laughs> you know what I mean? I deliver. All right? Yeah. When we and let Jacob talk more, 
Jonathan, what like does he do? He just talks about nonsense? Okay, so to give, just to give backstory on Wonder Man, in case you two were curious, his name is Simon Williams in the comics. In the comics, uh, Williams is the son of a wealthy industrialist whose company falls on hard times due to competition from Tony Stark's Stark Industries. Now, if they do this again, it'd be like the 10th time Marvel does this plot, so I really hope they don't. <laughs> William then accepts an offer from Bill and Baron Zemo that gives him iconic superpowers, including super strength and durability. After fighting the Avengers several times, Wonder Man ultimately joins their ranks. Oh He's an Avenger in the comics. Wow. It seems like they're saying like a West Coast Avengers, it almost feels like as well. Uh, it seems like they're like juggling like twenty different things right now at Marvel, but I yeah, don't know. It's hard to juggle this many storylines and Kevin uh, Kevin Feige's balls at the same time. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus! And that's a wrap for us. Um, I do wait before we wrap up. I do want to say that I actually do enjoy Trevor Slatter as a character now. I enjoyed oh, him, yeah, him in, in uh, Chang Chi was great. I right? enjoyed him in Chang Chi and on Repeat Viewings of Iron Man Three. That movie's actually not that bad at all. It's honestly. a great character study. Quite honestly. it's really good. I don't, Maybe I don't we'll, really... uh, we'll do a quintessential cube on that movie. Maybe. But yeah, that, that I, movie, yeah. yeah, I really I, I enjoyed it. I I enjoyed that movie on on the rewatch. Before some of those Marvel movies age really well, and some age really poorly. And I feel like the ones that. The original Thor for me has aged really poorly. Um, it's aged horrendously. Yeah, I mean, I'm being I'm being nice, but yeah, it's yeah. I, I don't like it. <laughs> That's not good, Kenneth. You let me down, man. You let me down. <laughs> They've only gotten, in my opinion, Thor completely right once. No, twice. Th- Infinity Ragnarok, War, Infinity, Infinity War. War. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And it sucks because Hemsworth's a great actor. <laughs> yeah, it does suck. The screen froze for me. Oh God. <laughs> Oh boy. Um, okay. So wrapping up, uh Frozen Jonathan, say something funny. <laughs> Alright, I guess I'm gonna wrap this up. Yeah, uh thank you for listening. Next time we'll be talking about D twenty three news. Um because that's next week, Disney's oh. conference. Um but until then, um peace out. And Warner Brothers, please do not do any more stupid shit while we're off the air. Bye bye.